This is Life of an Architect, a podcast dedicated to all things architecture with a little bit of life thrown in for balance. December 2023, and Andrew and I find ourselves in front of our microphones for the final time this year. It is the annual State of the State Address, where we look back at all the interesting bits and pieces covered within the last 12 months, while providing a sneak peek at the adventures to come in 2024. Welcome to episode 141, 2023, Gearapalooza. Today's episode is generously brought to you with support from Construction Specialties, maker of architectural building products designed to master the movement of buildings, people, and natural elements. Welcome to the Life of an Architect podcast. I'm Bob Borson. And I'm Andrew Hawkins. And today we are wrapping up the 2023 Life of an Architect podcast season. I don't know about you, Andrew, but kind of looking forward to a bit of a break. Yeah, all three weeks of it, maybe. <laughs> but yes, yeah, any break is a good break. I think it's kind of a mental break because we haven't decided when, like, does the first episode of 2024 come out hot out of the gate of 2024? Or is it in week two? two maybe. Yeah, you know, I know. We got to figure that out. And, you know, we're not going to do that on the air of this episode because that would be boring to talk about. But just know, we don't know what the answer is. Yeah, it's coming. <laughs> yes. And you know what? And it's funny. A lot of people, we probably said this before. I know I've said it to a handful of people, people that have been longtime followers of the website. Let's use that as our benchmark. And when I tell them that I pivoted to the podcast, there's always the conversation about, how much easier maybe a podcast would be from a time standpoint, which is not true. You know what? I was in that camp. I thought, oh, podcasts will be so easy. I can just talk and bing, bang, boom, done. Easy, right? Yeah. Not at all. Yeah. And partly that's my fault that it's more work. Yeah. I was going to say it could be that way. Yes. It's just not how either one of us really prefer to operate. Yeah. So there's two things that drive up why these episodes take longer for us. And it's not because we're simpletons. <laughs> At least I don't think yeah, that's the reason. I'm not going to put it in that camp. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> One is I have to prepare because anyone who knows me knows that I have 12 possible stories for any random thing that might happen. And I am predisposed to telling a story and then reminding myself of a similar but maybe better story. And I will say, oh, no, 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 this is better. Let me go to this. About halfway through. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So next thing you know, I've started 11 stories and haven't finished any of them, forgot where I was and haven't made a point. I know that I do that. I know that that's on me. So I prepare a run sheet for every episode that we do. I need it. It's my breadcrumbs. So I, I have to do it. The other thing that causes the amount of work on these episodes to be I would say prohibitive to the weak at heart is we try to edit them so that they don't sound like garbage. And that means Oz, ums, you knows, me breathing heavily into the mic, Andrew's cat jumping up on the table, my chair <laughs> creaking. Creaking, yeah. Yeah, I know. It creaks. I don't know what to tell you. I got a creaky chair. It's just what it is. Yeah. Yeah. So all those things go into what it takes to put an episode together, not to mention this is episode 141. 
And honestly, coming up with topics is not particularly easy because I don't want to, I mean, there's a lot of evidence to support that I actually love repeating myself. <laughs> right. But I would, yeah. I would like to cover some new ground, mm-hmm. not just like, oh, hey, let's start at the beginning, even though I know you would love to start with episode one and redo yeah, it. Yeah. Let's just erase that one. I'll be happy. Yeah. I know you would love it. My most hated episode. Yeah. <laughs> But it's not because it's a bad episode. It's because you weren't on it. That was I it. know. Yeah, I know. And it by a mile is the most listened to episode. Uh, yeah, I know. I'm aware. It's like 60% It's just like another number two. Punch in the gut. <laughs> yeah, I always think it's funny when people listen to it. You know, good old Landon Williams, throwback to the old days. They're listening to Landon. They're like, all right, Bob and Landon, let's go. And then they jump to current. And they're like, Andrew. And they're like, wait, what happened to Landon? Except for the yeah. fact that I've been here for 127 of the episodes. <laughs> I, I know it. I know it. Well, normally what happens, the only reason nobody just accidentally discovers the podcast and starts at one, they start with Bob and Andrew, then they go back to the beginning. Like I get a lot of messages. Yeah. And a lot might mean like, I don't know, 10 a year yeah. where somebody feels compelled. And I love it, actually. They say, Oh, I had to start at the beginning. I wanted to get the origin story and I'm working my way through all of them, which is always is amazing to me that somebody would want to do that. Yeah. I find it flattering, but I always think like if they just listen to like last episode, communicating through drawings and they're like, all right, I'm, I'm here for this. I'm into this. Yeah. Let's go to one and work my way forward. And then they're like, wait a minute, this is different folks. Yeah. A- anyway. So there's a lot of work that goes into this stuff, quite honestly. And like I said, a lot of it's self-inflicted. I mean, I've been a guest on shows where they hit record and nothing stops until you hit finish. There's no editing. Yeah, and that's what gets published. That's just, it's gone. Yes, it's what it is. And if there's an ad, I got to sit there quiet while I listen to them do an ad. Yeah. Like, it's just what it is. And we cut those in and it happens at a completely different time. Yes. So any part of wrapping up, which is kind of the nature of part of what today's episode is about, even though we have a for sure going to be a hotly discussed and debated <laughs> question at the end of the show, which I'm not going to do a reveal yet. Yeah. But any wrapping up should include some sort of reflection, but we're also going to be spending a portion of the show, presumably towards the end, of looking forward, like what do we think we're going to be doing in 2024 and, and what that might actually look like? Like how's that going to manifest? And that can mean whatever we want, whatever we decide, what we're in the mood for 38 minutes from now. So I decided, well, that sounded imperious of me. As I was doing my research about what we might want to talk about, I thought, you know, it'd be fun for my own purposes. I'd like to go back and take a look at the show by the numbers. Not like I used to be, but I'm a numbers driven person, not because I'm a numbers person, but I like metrics so I can evaluate, are we doing something right? Or are we doing something wrong? And I will tell you, The numbers are telling us that we're doing something wrong, but we'll get to that later. (laughs) I mean, it's still good, but... Yeah, I know. There's some evidence that's bubbling up to the surface that kind of says, all right, this is what the people have spoken by listening. This is their jams. So we're going to get into that. So here we go. This is episode number 26 of the year. So we do one every two weeks. There you go. That's 26. This is number 26. It feels like a lot more. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I know. It feels like it's every week. It feels like we do 52. And I don't know how people do it every week. I, I don't know how they do it either. I don't know. Yeah. I can't. It's got to be the no run sheet or just off the cuff. It's just 
chit chat. Maybe that's the real honest embodiment of this platform. It's two people or three or however many people there are. They look at each other and go, all right, let's go. Yeah. Or maybe they're so big, they have an editor or somebody that kind of says, here are 15 questions that when you run out of talking about something, do this question and then see how long that goes. Like those three hour long ones. Boom. I mean, that's, that's not freestyle. Nobody's freestyling for three hours. I don't think. I don't know. There's a lot, it's a lot of rabbit holes, but yeah. Is a lot of rabbit holes. So here's some fun stuff for you. All right. This is all in my master spreadsheet. We started with the year off 2023 with episode 116, Workaholic. Yep. Which seemed like a good topic. And you know what? It was. It was a good topic. Mm. And I will tell you, so one of the things I did, so on the chart I have in front of me, I have a list of every episode we did. So we also should say this. Part of the reason why this is still a lot of work is we do the podcast and all the work that's associated with the podcast. But we also write a blog post that supports the podcast. And part of me goes, do people even read it? I'm not sure that people even, honestly, I know they do. I can look at the numbers. I can see that some people read it. Yeah. I think there's still two camps. What I'm more curious about is there's somebody that listens and reads. I know there's people that listen. I know there are people that read. I wonder if there's anybody that does both. That's really the curiosity for me in that whole process. Yes. I know that there is because I got a message from, there's actually a comment, Robert Moore. There you go. I don't think we've ever given him a shout out. There you go. Merry Christmas, Mm. Robert. (laughs) He made a comment that while he was listening on the last episode, when I talked about rolling my pencil, how Mm -hmm. that made him laugh. He had to have listened to have heard that. That's true. But he was on the post because he left a comment about it. Comment, yeah. So he's one. We got one. <laughs> we know, we guarantee that there's at least one. So I have so much data here and I'm not going to read a bunch of stats and figures because that would make me fall asleep as well. But I have a list of all the shows. I actually went in and counted all the words in the blog post that we write that accompanies each podcast. Mm-hmm which is another amount of work. I mean, that's honestly, it takes me between making graphics and I would say you probably wrote a third of these, maybe a quarter of these this year. And I did the rest of them. Yeah. And the person who has the responsibility for writing it for the most part, they're also responsible for generating the images. So mm-hmm. they create the graphics, they yeah. write the yeah. post and there's pagination, yeah. there's time stamping that goes on. Yeah. And I go, that's one of the greatest features. If you're going to go to the blog site, and you see a topic that we're talking about, and you want to know more, you can just hit the jump to, and it'll go straight to that point. Because I remember, and I feel very certain, I've said this on air before, but it's almost a throwaway comment. And it was, I was listening to another, well, I don't know if I was actually listening to it. I was reading the website. There's a guy. I don't want to give it away because I don't want these people to feel like I'm yelling at them or calling them out for anything. But they had a like a, a run sheet, is what they called it. It was basically like a blog post. But it just said, Here's this episode. It's titled this. We talked about these eight things. And they listed like... Yeah, kind of bullet point of eight things. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah but it wasn't a sentence. It was like, we talked no, about... yeah, yeah. I mean, it was like Bill a list. Pe- Bill Peterson. Yeah. And you're like, okay, well, they talked about Bill Peterson. That's the part I'm interested in. So I listened to that whole episode, which was garbage, just to get to this part about Bill Peterson. And it was maybe two sentences. And I was so mad and so irritated. I was like, I'm not listening to this stupid show anymore. That's so funny. Yeah. Right? I go, bait and switch. So when that functionality became available for the platform that we use, 
Mm-hmm. One, and I think I did it from episode one that you can click on a jump to button. So if there's a section that we've talked about that you want to listen to, you can click yeah. to it and it will jump to that section. So even after we've recorded everything, we got it. And I put, I cut in all the music. So normally what happens, we record, blah, blah, blah. Andrew does all the editing. He gets rid of the ahs, ums, you knows, the rabbit holes that don't go anywhere. If I say something, go, wait, that's not what I meant. Cut that part out. He takes care of all that. Comes back to me. I do all the music the ad fade in and fade out ending music. I timestamp it. So I do a quality control, listen to it to make sure there's nothing weird, which happens not very often. Once or twice it happens, or it's just something I don't like. It's just what happens. He might live a, I say, right a lot. Yeah. And I know Andrew catches like 98 of them out of the hundred that I say, but I'll catch the two. And I'm like, I don't want that in there. Right. I hate it. So I'll do one last little quick edit and quick edit means I have to listen to it. This comes to me and I have to listen to the whole thing while I'm writing the blog post and I'm creating the graphics. It's way more work than I ever thought it would be, quite honestly. So there's been no shortcuts in this whole process. Yeah. I'm also not asking anyone to feel sorry for me because I did volunteer to do all of this. This is on me. So. so back to my numbers. So I have a word count. So I actually have a listing of how many words were written in each blog post, how many graphics were created by blog post. And then from a metric standpoint, I got 28 days seems to be the milestone in the industry of how many downloads matters. Like if you're going to say, what's your download count? A lot of them want to know by episode, the four week mark after four weeks, the four week mark. Yeah. What's your numbers? So I have all those for this year's episodes. And then I went in and I identified what our top 10 episodes were at the 28 day mark. Obviously, anything that we recorded prior to, as of this date, would have been November 28th. Anything that was before that date yeah. hasn't hit the 28-day mark. So they're, they're not in these numbers. Yeah. Because I can't look at all time because, obviously, we get a download on every episode every day. That's not literally true. I might get 12 in a two-week period on one. Like I looked at it. We got eight downloads in the last two weeks on the Christmas gift guide from like 2014, which I'm kind of surprised that 14 people listened to that gift guide episode from from, from nine years ago. Yeah. So I have a top 10 at the 28 day mark, but I also have, just because I'm going to quiz you on it, just see what you think. I have the top three. When we download these numbers, I download all the numbers and I record them every two weeks. Mm Mm-hmm which does suggest that I'm a numbers person. Not when people ask questions, we got answers. That's what we do. We're professionals here, by the way. Yeah. So I recorded after one day. We sent them out and roughly 24 hours later, I do a download. And so I have the one day download count for every episode we've ever done, but we're just looking at 2023. Hmm. So I have the one day download number and then I have, and then I have it every two weeks for the rest of while I do this kind of thing. So I'm going to quiz you on what you think the top three were. Not yet. Not yet. I'm just setting the table. And then we have some growth and some other kind of stuff we'll get to. So to make it fun, maybe we should quiz it now. So let me ask you, 28-day download, Mark. What do you think was the number one episode? There's, you have no chance of getting this right, by the way. Yeah, I don't know. I'm 28-day. Let's go. Should I give you options and you choose which of those options? No, 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 that's okay. I'm going to go with interviews just aren't that hard. Okay. Wrong. (laughs) Uh, I had a one in 25 chance. 
You know, if somebody asked me that, I couldn't even have told you what episodes were this year, if I'm being honest. I'm looking at them. That's the only reason I got it. So so that one w- would have been, let's see, I'm looking at it. That one would have fallen just outside the top 10. Mm. All right. So let me do this. Let me tell you what one, two, and three are, but in no order. And you tell me which one you think is number one. Okay. All right. Episode 122, which was architecture and artificial intelligence. Mm-hmm. That was within the top three. Graphic Matters was in the top three. Mm. And Workaholic. Mm. So which one of those was the top one? What's your guess? You, the listener, can play along. I'm going to go with Workaholic then probably, right off the bat. You think Workaholic? That was, that was the first episode of 2023. Yeah. And you are correct. It was the number one downloaded. It has the highest 28-day count. Yeah, it was a hot topic around then, which is kind of why, the only reason I remember because that's kind of why we did it because it seemed it was a really big deal at the end of last year and start of this year. It's got staying power. Yeah. It still gets downloaded quite a lot. Yeah. All right. So between graphic matters and architecture and AI, what's number two? Graphic matters. Correct. <laughs> graphic matters was number two, yeah. which is funny because that was the first and second episode of 2023. Of the year. That is kind of interesting. And architecture and AI was number three. Now, I will tell you the difference between number one and number two was 102 downloads. Hmm. That's not so pretty close. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm rounding up, but not by much. Basically, it's 6,500 versus 6,400 downloads. Mm. That's a 28 day mark. Yeah. So let me do this. Here's another. Since we're just playing games, we're just having fun here. So let's look at what was number one, two, and three for the first day. So, what do you think was number one in the first day of downloads? Give me some options. I mean, okay, look, I'll do the same thing. I'll give you the three answers. You choose which was number one, two, and three. Okay. So, episode 119, Architectural Defrag. Episode 117, Graphic Matters. And episode 140, the one we just recorded, Communicating Through Drawings. Hmm. Wow. (laughs) And don't cheat. I know you have access to the answers, by the way. Yeah, I know. I'm not looking at it. I'm not looking at it. I'm looking at the list right now. Okay, so I'm going to go with Graphic Matters then as the first one. Graphic Matters was number two. Ooh, all right. Really? I feel like Defrag cannot be the first one. Defrag's number one. Really? Architectural Defrag was number one with 2,847 downloads in the first 24 hours. Man, that surprises me. Really yeah. surprises me because that's such an obscure title and everything. I don't know. It just seems pretty random. I never would have put that one in the top of anything, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so our Graphic Matters was behind it by 227 votes. Hmm. So Graphic Matters had 2,620 downloads in the first 24 hours. Hmm. Coming in at third, communicating through drawings, was 2,535. So that was an 85 downloads between two and three. Hmm. Not much. Not much. That is not. It's pretty close. So we'll revisit this when we get to towards the end of the show and we talk about topics and things that we want to talk about and things that clearly... We have an understanding that the people who listen to at least this podcast, what they have an interest in. Yeah. But here's something that I did that I thought was fun. Everyone might go, you and I have very different definitions of the word fun. (laughs) Not surprising. So when I added up all the word counts for the blog post, so our average word count in a blog post is 2,319. 2,000. I was going to say it was about 1,000. Interesting. No, 2,000. Wow. Because I write most of them. 
Those are the longest ones. So the longest one is the holiday gift guide, which that's fake news. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? That one had 4,317 yeah. words. That was long. So it doesn't really count. Yeah. The second longest one, probably easy to guess. The second third, actually, are the Ask the Shows. Oh, yeah. So the Ask the Show fall episode was 3,974 words. And the spring version of that was 3,152. And those are kind of fake news also. Yeah. Although I will say those are a lot of work to write because we both have to do them. Yes. Those are a lot of work. Yeah. If I look at the shortest blog post we wrote all year, it was episode 127, Context and Design, at a very tidy 1,345 words, hmm. which that's downright pedestrian. <laughs> when most of ours, well, the average tells you it's 4,300, but when you get out those rounding errors of those three, most of them, just with the eyeball test, are around 2,200 words, mm-hmm. between 1,800 and 22 words. Yeah. So all in, all in, that's 57,977 words. 58,000 words, yeah. Yeah, basically 58,000 words. And you're like, okay, let's put some scale to that, all right? Yeah. So I, I went online, and I was like, let's find some books. Like, what's the word count of best-selling books? Not something you've never heard of before. Yeah. So. The closest one coming in at roughly 59,000 words. So, uh, a no, thousand. thousand words, thousand words different. Lord of the Flies by William Golding. <laughs> we basically wrote Lord of the Flies. Yeah. This year. Both in length and quality, I would uh, say. Yeah, I would say definitely. For sure. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So that one's the closest. I'm just going to rattle off four other books. And all of these books are almost 10,000 words less than what we did. You ready for this? Nice. Yeah, yeah. The Great Gatsby by F. Scott Fitzgerald at 47,000 words. I mean, do better, F. Scott Fitzgerald. <laughs> Ray Bradbury's on the list with Fahrenheit 451 mm-hmm. at 46,000. Then I got Kurt Vonnegut with Slaughterhouse 5, 49,000 words. And because it's me, I put Douglas Adams' The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy on here. At 46,000 words. Hmm. So we destroyed Douglas <laughs> Adams and Ray Bradbury. Yeah. More from Life of an Architect in just a moment. Andrew and I are visiting today with Kendra Martz, who has been with Construction Specialties for 10 years and holds the role of Senior Product and Sustainability Manager. Her work at CS has evolved from managing product sustainability certifications to embedding sustainable design principles into the product development process and overseeing the product pipeline. She's passionate about using design industry collaboration to provide healthy, sustainable, and resilient solutions for the built environment. Hi, Kendra. How are you? Thanks for joining us today. Bob, Andrew, I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. We like to ask people where they're joining us from. Are you in Pennsylvania like everybody else normally? I am in Pennsylvania. I live outside of Philadelphia currently, and I'm very excited because I'm a big winter person, and I saw there is a chance of flurries this morning. So, Oh, I- man. Wow. <laughs> There's a chance of 75 degrees here today, so no snow for us. Okay, so let's get into this a bit. We're going to talk a little bit about sustainable practices and resilient solutions. So I want to start off by saying a lot is changing in our industry where sustainability is concerned. And over the course of your career, what efforts have you seen gain the most traction? 
Right now, there's a ton of momentum around climate health due to climate change. We're at a race towards reducing carbon emissions and sequestering more carbon than that's being emitted. So there's lots of industry initiatives like AIA 2030 Challenge, net zero commitments, and there's a big uptick of manufacturers creating EPDs. So this driver to reducing carbon is something that CS is very much aligned with. And it's what led us to look at increasing our recycled content of our products because it can ultimately help us reduce the embodied carbon of our materials. So this fall at Healthcare Design, we actually launched the first PVC-free with post-consumer recycled content wall protection. And it's available on select wood grains and brushed metals for our wall covering. And this new product will be available starting this spring. That's a lot. That sounds like a good product. Yeah, I'm very excited about it. It's the favorite one that I've worked on to date. Wow, that's awesome. Along those same lines, if somebody wanted to more actively embed sustainability practices into their design, where would you recommend they start? Really just starting by asking questions. We're all in a different place in this sustainability journey. It's constantly evolving. And people that are passionate about it really just want to help and share the information that they have available. So I really encourage architects, designers, and other manufacturers to engage with one another to partner and challenge us. As an industry, we're really trying to align around sustainability to make it easier to understand and get involved. So you can either connect with your local USGBC chapter, connect with your manufacturer partners, or connect with Mindful Materials, which is a newer nonprofit that is a global cross-sector collaboration hub who convene to share learnings and drive better practices around material selection. Sustainable efforts have been taking place for decades, but there's still a need to educate others about that process. I know this is something that CS feels pretty strongly about. Yeah, so we're up against really big challenges that take time to solve as an industry, and we're not really getting there fast enough. We have a lot of the right programs, the products, and the technology to really do this work We're just missing out on the scale and the pace that we need in order to make and address these challenges. And so Mindful Materials is an organization that at Construction Specialties we partner with. We are one of the forum partners with this organization, and we're really trying to get others involved in this journey together to have an aligned ask and share learnings with one another. And so Mindful Materials came up with something called Common Materials Framework. It's ultimately going to be this North Star for holistic material sustainability. And it really looks at organizing all of this information into five product selection criteria or five buckets. And that is really helping the industry work together and get there faster. Wow, that is awesome. Special thanks to Construction Specialties. They are so focused on the importance of helping architects achieve their creative vision that they've created a CEU Academy with multiple courses covering all aspects of design. These courses are each worth one AIA learning unit or one IDCEC CEU HSW credit. Visit MasteringMovement.net to take this and other courses. Hey, Kendra, thank you for joining us today. Thank you both for having me here today. Yeah, thanks a lot. Uh, it was our pleasure. So we also had 177 custom-made graphics. Wait, how many? 177? 177 graphics made. Custom. We are full-service providers with our graphics. So we can take this moment to talk a little bit about how the graphics used to be made to kind of what we're doing now to a certain extent. Now, I will tell you, the last episode, Communicating Through Drawings, 
I don't even remember. That's how fried my brain is because we just did that episode just like a week ago. <laughs> we recorded it. Then I had a quick turnaround on it. That one did not have a bunch of custom graphics in it. I don't know if you noticed that. You might. Yeah, those were, yes, they're custom, but not, they're ours, I guess, or yours, but yeah. Yeah, I made them, but I didn't make them special for this episode. They just happened to work with the topic that was being discussed, and so that's why I chose that photo. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's how that worked. We started using AI earlier this year to help us with our graphics. Yeah. And you know what? It doesn't make it faster. I'll tell you that right now. The old days of me doing graphics was way faster than me using AI. Oh, you think? Oh, unquestionably. Interesting. The way I do it? Yeah, for sure. Interesting. To me, it was easier, maybe. I mean, I guess it takes more time to get the iterations in the AI, but it's easier. It was way easier than me doing the graphics on my own. That was always the hardest part for me of any post was making the graphics. Well, I wonder if part of it had to do with, I am a more graphically driven individual you know, I have no shortages of like, that's just something I always did. It was part of it. And the writing part for you is a lot easier than it is for me. Yeah. Yeah. And I will tell you one of the things that I started to do because I felt like I wanted people to understand just what it took to create some of the graphics. Because if you just listen, you never go to the blog to look at that stuff. You're missing out on all sorts of Easter eggs that I bury in all the blog posts that I write. So there was, here's a, Perfect example. On episode 136, which was the leadership versus management one, mm-hmm. which that one got a lot of traction. I was surprised that that one got as much traction, which was good because I put a lot of time and effort into the research. So one of the sections that we talked about was called vision and strategy. And the picture that I chose was one of those Deguero type where it's, you know, where you get a bunch of people facing what is clearly a super old, you know, the kind of camera they'd set up in Old West. And the guy has to throw a curtain over <laughs> mm-hmm. himself and, yeah, 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 yeah. and he lights a flash and they're like, don't move for the next 12 minutes. Yeah. So for vision strategy, the concept I had for that image was I wanted something old, but I was trying to represent these people standing with great pride in front of the most high tech stagecoach imaginable. That's what I wanted. So I want them to look like a bunch of out in the middle of nowhere cowboys in the 1880s building something that should have been on the set for Dune. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what I did, if you go to that post, for every picture, I wrote what I was trying to do, and then I showed what I actually got. And I say, this is the prompt that I use. And so in this one, the prompt was cowboys, high-tech stagecoach, no wheels, remote desert, DeGuero type, and then a bunch of abbreviations that give you some direction on what you want mid-journey to use. And then for giggles, I wrote how many iterations and modifications to this image that I used. And in that one, it was 18. It took Mm -hmm. me 18 times of going through this process before I got something that I wanted to use. So I went through this whole process. One of them was risk management versus risk taking. It was 37 iterations to get to where I got. One was 42, the adaptability and change. That's when I was trying to I wanted, like, nothing says adaptability and change like Lee Majors, the $6 million man. So I wanted to show a guy that would look like he was half human, half android, like $6 million man was. Yeah. And it it took me 42 tries. So I bet the graphics for this probably took me four hours, five (laughs) hours to put all this stuff together. Yeah. Which is kind of bananas, but... But to me, it's so much different, though. Because to me, that all that whole process is really fun. It is fun. 
But like having to draw out things and painstakingly draw the same thing over and over and over to get it kind of right was always frustrating to me. Well, I couldn't create like that old timey stagecoach. I couldn't have made that graphic. No, yeah, no. I, I, I don't have that ability. So it's added a wrinkle of something I think is a lot of fun, but it's labor intensive. It does not shorten the process at all. You know, not the way I do it, at least. I'm not like one and done. Yeah. Like for the most part. So. Although you did have one that you're one and done. Yeah, because it's so broken. I was like, it's so off. I couldn't stop laughing when I made it. It was supposed to be Gulliver. <laughs> Gulliver's Travels. And look, people, you just got to go look at it. It's the craziest thing ever. And I was like, done. One. This is it. I'm not changing this one. It's it. I'm not changing it yet. This is so bananas. So in my office, we have a hall. Every single person who works in the office has, well, for lack of a better way to describe it, an 11 by 17 picture frame, and it's matted, and you got to put whatever picture you wanted. You know, every architecture firm has like their hero wall, and it's all like, here's all the design awards I won and that kind of stuff. Mm. Well, we talked about doing that. We renovated our office, but we wanted to have the employees feel like they owned a piece of the wall because design awards come to the firm. I wanted the people to go, that's mine. Yeah. And I was like, if you want to put your perfect attendance certificate in there. Here's my contribution to the culture. Yes. You read the most books in between fourth and fifth grade. Here's your certificate. Yes. Yeah. Whatever you want to put in, it's yours. You can put that in there. Mm. That Gulliver's Travels one, I put that as my picture for like a week and a half to see how (laughs) long it would be before somebody noticed. (laughs) That's funny. So we're getting towards the end of all my metric download. But there's a couple things that I think are kind of interesting. So part of the reason I do all the numbers and look at all that stuff and record it, it's not just because the people who want to work with us go, how you doing? Which seems like a pretty reasonable question, quite honestly. We do it because I want to know, are we doing things that people are interested in? Are they resonating? Like, how do I make sure that we're relevant or we're talking about things that have value to the people who have chosen to burn an hour of their life as they're traveling from A to B listening to this show, how do we know if we're doing something that they like and is of value? Only way I can really measure that, because if you hate it, like I've never gotten an email or a message from anybody where they said, total garbage. That's never happened. I'm not saying that people didn't dislike something. I'm saying no one's called us out as this was a waste of time. The worst thing ever. Yeah. Yeah. But we do get people saying, hey, this was good. And can you do more of this? I mean, I get a lot of those things. So one of the things that I pulled out was total number of downloads and the percentage of growth from one year to the next. And this is why this is kind of interesting. So 2019 was the first full year. So I started, the podcast started in 2018, but 2019 was the first full-time year. Mm -hmm. For that year, we had 124,666 downloads. That was the total number of downloads for that year which was an 80% growth over the previous year, which a little fake news because we didn't have a full year before. It was only about six months, yeah. Yeah. The 2020 downloads saw 59% growth over 2019, which was like around 179,000 downloads. 178,521 is the actual number. 2021 had a 43% growth over 2020, which was 228,304 downloads. 2022, 36% growth, 296,800. And then this year, 326,962 downloads, which was 29%. 2023, 
What's interesting is our growth went from, we had 80% growth the first full year, 59% growth, 43% growth, 36% growth, 29% growth. And you might be thinking, Bob, you're going the wrong way. Like that number should be getting bigger. Mm. That's fair. But the number of podcasts that were out in 2019, 717,550 per the website Refonic. Just over 700,000. That number is almost 3 million. Yeah. 3 million podcasts. Mm -hmm. So the fact that we're still getting 29% growth, even though the marketplace has gone up by 400%, pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. I'm still feeling pretty good about it. And the fact that we're going into, what is this, year six? No, we're just wrapping up year six and we're still 30% growth. I think that's pretty high five. And we passed a milestone this year. Yeah, yeah, we did. We passed 1 million downloads. 1 million downloads, yeah. Do you know what episode it was that we got it, that we hit that number at? Uh, yeah, it was, what, 126 or something, 125, somewhere around there, I think? No, it was 135, actually. It's employee take employee takeover. Oh, really? Oh. That was the one we crossed over 1 million downloads. Hmm. So, when I guess, you know what? I honestly didn't think I'd still be doing this. I don't know why. I didn't go into it as a pessimist or going like, you know, part of the reason you do anything as a creative person is you're like, I don't know how to do it. Let's give it a shot. Let's see what happens. And you do it. You try to get better at it. You try to grow. And there's things that you try to pull off. And But at a certain point, you're like, all right, maybe I should move on to welding now. What's the next challenge? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Maybe that's just my ADHD saying, all right, good mm. enough. Like Next thing. A little bit. Next thing. A little bit. Six years though. That's I mean, come on. That's not like I started a project and finished halfway through. No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying, but the urge to go do something else is. But yeah. Hey, man, grow or die on the vine. I don't think that's actually a saying. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, one of the things I meant to say, because I looked it up, I feel like I have to share it even though we've moved on from it. I want to bring it back up again. That word count. Yeah. Like averaging 20, whatever it was, around 2,400 words. Mm-hmm. Do you know what the average word count for a high school essay is? Probably about 1,000. 300 to 1,000. Mm, yeah. College admission essay, 200 to 650 words. Mm -hmm. An undergraduate college essay, 1,500 to 5,000 words. Yeah. We do it every two weeks. Yep. <laughs> yeah. That's bananas. I mean, come on. I know. When my students tend to start crying about writing assignments, and I'm like, I said you had to do 500 to 1,000 words. That's nothing, you know. And they're like, oh, it's way too much. I'm like, nope. I do it all the time. I do it all the time. Yeah, right. So the next thing that we have, like you should be getting to the point where you're wrapping Christmas presents, really. So we're going to hit one more big chunk, and then we're going to go into the question, the final question of 2023. <laughs> Andrew and I are 100% going to get in a fight. So... <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's hanging on for that. Are you kidding me? Possibly. Yeah. Possibly. So it has to do with topics. And I already kind of said we'd talk on it later when I brought it up earlier. Hmm. So there is no shortage of evidence that the most popular topics that we cover have to do with drawing or documentation of some sort. It's not even close. It's not even close. Yeah, which is so strange because it's talking about visual things in an audio medium. <laughs> It is kind of crazy, but 
maybe it's because people go to the blog post and they want to hear what we have to say, but maybe that's one of those ones where in concert they really work well together. Could be. I don't know. Yeah. But drawing is, and I don't know if it's just us pontificating on the good old days and the nostalgia associated with sketching or whatnot, but there's no question. Or when we talked about schematic. The process. Yeah. Yeah, the process, but it's specific to, for the most part, there's a strong residential bent to some of the topics that we have. Because I don't know, maybe they're bite size, or maybe you probably hear from it too. We get a lot of sole practitioners or very small offices who will turn on the show when they're in the studio. Yeah. And they'll say, it makes me feel like I'm connected more to the industry because I got some people talking about architecture while I'm sitting in my desk drafting details. And chances are you're not doing skyscrapers if you work by yourself. Yeah. So clearly when we talk about money or fees or some kind of like organization to documentation deliverables, I think that's part of what people are into. So I started keeping a pad of paper by my bed on my nightstand. And I only do it because I think of topics every now and then. I go, ooh, that's a good one. And I go, you got to remember that. And I never, ever remember it. Yeah. Ever. That's how I am with the questions. With the questions. <laughs> and they're such genius yeah. when you think of them, Always, right? always. So there's one episode that has nothing to do with drawing at all. And we've had it on the show run list for years. And it's on prefabrication. Oh, yeah. But three years now, I think. <laughs> 2024 is the year of prefabrication. And look, for all the people that go, yeah, that's odd. Why haven't you talked about it? Especially since it's not like it just showed up on our radar screen. The challenge that we have with prefabrication is most of the people that do it, that we would want to bring on the show, they actually have a product. And what we don't want it to be is an hour-long conversation that is basically an ad for their product. So finding the right person is the thing that always is our bump in the road. And I will tell you, we haven't started it. It's not like we've started talking to somebody and then they start going, well, my product is better than everyone else's. For da, 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 da. We haven't gotten that far. It's in my brain. I have a hesitancy to ask some people that do it because I'm worried that they'll turn it into that. They haven't actually done it. It's like they're being blamed for something they haven't done. <laughs> so I'm fully aware of this. It's a worry. Again, it's we, we've never asked anybody to be on the show and not put them on the show. That's correct. That's the other thing. You don't want to do that, and then everything's great, and they record it, and then it turns into an ad, and we're like, oh, sorry. We're not going to- We're not going to run that. We're not going to post your show. Yeah, we're not going to run that. That hasn't happened. We want to avoid that situation too, though, right? I mean, it's part of it. Yeah. But we wanted this broad-based appeal. Like, so the people that want to know more about it, like, how did you solve that problem? What were the things that you addressed? I'm fine with those. I just don't want it to be an ad. I don't have a problem saying, this is something we want to talk about. And I go, great. I don't want anybody telling me what I can or can't say. Part of the reason why we like the group that we're affiliated with so much, because they never tell us, like they don't ever say, you got to talk about this, or you got to talk about that, or you got to bring these people. We get 100% shot caller. Yeah. No one tells us who we're talking to or what we're talking about. Yeah. I love that about our guys which is why we give them a shout out at the end of every episode. So here's just in the last week, this is what has shown up on my pad of paper. Mm. You ready for this? Mm. You draw too much. <laughs> That's the name of the show. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That'll be a heated argument, but yeah. Yeah. Well, it's also like you getting penalized because you actually tried to solve the problems on paper. Huh. Like the contractor's penalizing yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because clearly True. you're so pedantic from a drafting standpoint that yeah. you're not giving them any 
look, I'm not going to have the show before you have the show. But I got gotcha. you. You draw too much. That's a good topic. Sure. Yeah. And then this is a hot take that I have. I haven't quite figured out how to do it, but it's delegated design will kill us all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's something that's new to you, which I think I think would be an interesting topic. Yes. Because it's very new to you. And I've dealt with it most of my career. And I hate it. Yeah. I hate it. Yeah. I loathe it. I put delegated design and HOAs in the exact same hate <laughs> category, right below glass block. Glass block number one, HOA and delegated design tied for number two. That's nice. That's awesome. <laughs> so the third one is AI task force. I want to have another conversation about AI. And part of the reason I want to do this is because clearly we do this in my office and we have a fairly big group of people that are all interested enough in this topic to where they all are like singularly going out and researching stuff. And then as a group, we get together and go, what'd you find? And then we all talk about all the cool stuff that we find. Mm -hmm. It's all coming out so fast. So I want to talk about what we're doing because maybe that'll give other people ideas. And maybe those people will reach out to me and tell me what their ideas are. Yeah. That's the platform yeah. here. I know that you you dip your toes, you dangle your feet in the water on this as well. So it's something that we both can have a conversation about. So that's it. Those are the ones. Well, we're three out of 26. We're on the way. Or maybe four. Yeah, sorry. Four. What's four? That's four. I forgot about fabrication. Well, obviously, I can't do them all in the first quarter, uh, right? It's a lot of yeah. drawing. So we have to spread them out. We didn't do a lot of interview shows, like talking shops. I'm you know, I'm kind of curious if people really dig them or not. Yeah. I mean, sometimes they perform okay and sometimes they don't. Yeah. And that's the wrinkle with it because we want interesting people, not just people doing data dumps. Yeah. Which, I mean, let's be honest, you and I are doing data dumps and part of these data dump well. right now. <laughs> yeah. But there are times when we have people on the show and it's awesome and they're interesting folks. And then the other ones are like, oh, you're like baby birds and I'm going to drop partially regurgitated informational nuggets into the microphone for you. And those are super boring. Yeah. They're not as interesting. Like they're not real conversations. Yeah. And so that's a bit of a bear trap. And I will tell you, I don't know if you get them as well, but I probably get three or four emails a week from PR companies that are offering up the CEO of this business or that business to be a guest on the show. Oh yeah. To be a guest on our show. And I'll be honest with you, this is rude. I just delete 95% of them. Yeah. No, and then sometimes I have a kind of a cut and paste thing because I, I feel guilty then. I'm like, okay, well, let me explain why. I don't want your guy coming on mm -hmm. to pitch. It's not that much different from us having someone who does prefab work that turns into an ad. Yeah. I don't want it to turn into an ad for the company of the CEO that's coming on. Yeah. I need a topic. So the way that we end up choosing our guests is we have a topic. And we go, you know what? We need a third party. We need an expert in the field. We need a subject matter person. Who can we get that fits that? And we start with people we know, and then we kind of spiral out from there if we don't know that person. Yeah. The likelihood that someone I don't know who has like an agenda that they're pitching, a topic, because they're all pitching topics. They're not just like, put Fred on the show. Yeah. Put Jill on the show. They're Put Fred and Jill on the show and talk about X, Y, and Z, which is typically is our product or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. Pass. Not interested in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're going to be going through the process. I think you're coming up like next weekend. We're going to have a topic charrette. And you know what? Truth is, we have to do it every year. It's just like how close to the end of year is it before we actually do it? Yeah. So we had like these recurring things, and that was our attempt to put some structure to the calendar. And the recurring topic ones 
was real hit and miss. Sometimes they were awesome, sometimes they were not. And if you're one of the people that goes, well, I'm not into the talking shop episodes. So, all right, well, we just lost you for three episodes because you don't care about those. Mm -hmm. So that's the wrinkle. Yeah. That's the challenge that we have. Yeah. And then we also had the problem where we came up with all the show topics. And then when we got ready to do it, we forgot what the point of that show topic was going to be. And we're like, do we have 45 minutes worth of something to talk about? Because that's the other thing we do. We pick a topic and we stick on that topic for the entire show. We don't do like grab bag. Here's seven topics, eight, five minute conversations. So if you're listening and you think you have something that you would like to hear that could be a 40 plus minute conversation, send it along. But I'm challenging you. You think about what there is to talk about for 40 plus minutes. Because I've gotten a lot of ideas and I go, I'd run out of something in about 10 minutes on that topic. Mm -hmm. There's got to be enough meat on the bone that not only we can talk about it, but the people listening to it are going to hold their attention. Yeah. Probably unlike this show. Or <laughs> All right. So the last thing I have, I said there was, uh, there's one more thing. And I need people to respond instantly to this or it's not going to happen. If I don't get at least five people that care enough about this to tell me to do it, I'm not doing it. And that is new music for 2024. We've changed the music every single year. Oh, every year. Yeah. And so the question is, is I could just go back to music from year one. I'm not sure. I mean, how many people are going to really know? They're like, oh, they might go, I love that jam. I love the jam from 2019. Yeah, I had one person that got really upset we changed the music one year because I mean, like the last music was awesome. Yeah. Why'd you guys change it? I was like, well, we do it every year, but. So I'm going to pick something we've already used before. I'm telling you right now, if I don't get at least five people say, change it, like hit me up with something new, <laughs> you're going to get the 2019 season yeah. music. That's what it's going to be. Yeah. Okay. Let's get to the fun part of the show. I mean, that last part was super fun for me, but let's get to the point that everyone wants to hear you and I yell at each other. So the last question we're going to answer for 2023 is a what's the rank question. And the purpose of this question really came out of a conversation Andrew and I were having when we were chatting with one of our construction specialties guests. And I don't know why it came up, but basically we were talking about television programs we thought were worth watching. And I said one program in particular was thought of as one of the best series ever made. And Andrew made a face. And I was like, wait, what? And he quickly goes, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying it's not the best. But the way you said not the best was like, it ain't the best. <laughs> you know? And I will tell you before I tell everybody, I asked this question to three people. Mm -hmm. All, well, one person couldn't answer all of them. And like, he goes, I don't know. The other two, the show I mentioned, Hmm. on both their lists. And it's possible, even though it can't be verified, it was their number one. So it aligns with my number one. All right. You ready to get into this? Yeah. 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 One of the guys said he was going to put Jujutsu Kaisen, yeah. which is an anime program, which I've seen year one of that. And there's a bunch more. I, I'm not caught up. And I go, Ed doesn't count. And he goes, what do you mean it doesn't count? I go, if it's on Crunchyroll, which is the streaming service for anime. Yeah. I go, it doesn't count. And he goes, how's that any different from like HBO? I was like, fair point. Still doesn't count. <laughs> yeah. Because nobody just stumbles across Crunchyroll. Oh, okay. See, this is what I'm... I'm as a streaming platform. Curious as to what your guidelines here are going to be for this. So 
I'm like, if people, like, if it's in the general bandwidth of air breathers, then it counts. Okay. Because I can tell you, if I walk through my office and I said, how many of you are aware of the streaming platform Crunchyroll? If I got three people out of a hundred that said, I know what it is and I subscribe to it, I would be stunned. Interesting. As opposed to if I went, how many of you have heard of Netflix or HBO or Amazon Prime or fill in the blank? Yeah. Okay. That's fine. I got you. Okay. All right. All right. So since it's my question, you got to go first. So what's your number three? Do we say what this is? It's because you didn't say it. So I think we did. What? Oh, sorry. Yes. What are the three best television series ever made? Yeah. And here's the thing. It can be a 30 minutes or it could be an hour long series. Sure. It doesn't have to be short and it doesn't have to be free. Some of these are available on a particular streaming platform. Like if you want to say Game of Thrones, well, that's only on HBO. So if you don't have HBO, you didn't see it. And I will tell you, you can't, well, dang it. I'm going to say generally speaking, like Game of Thrones is a perfect example because they're like Game of Thrones would be on my list, but like the last season was so bad. Like, if I could just eliminate that as a season, then it would be on my list. And I go, we can't. It's part of it. Like, mm-hmm. that was the original run. Mm-hmm. That's the only criteria that I can think of at this point. But I'm I'm not a master at the loophole like you are. Well, it's not that. I was trying to close my own loopholes because my list is like 30 shows long when I started looking at this today. And so I had to give myself some rules about the show had to be finished Meaning it can't be something that's currently in season four. Okay. That's, yeah, that's fine. Accepted. It's got to be completed. Yeah. Okay. It has to have more than one season. Okay. Mainly because like, I mean, I love Firefly. It was one of the greatest TV shows ever, but it only had one season. It got cut short. And to me, that can't really count that because part of this process to me, it's funny you brought up Game of Thrones because I was in that same boat. For me, it was a mechanism to rule out shows that go for a while and then like end up being terrible. Something happens and they have a really bad season and it all goes downhill. And so I use that as a way to be able to kind of sort through some stuff. So it had to be finished and it had to have more than one season. Okay. Those are reasonable. I accept I accept those terms. But then the problem became there's way too many shows. Because I mean I'm going back to like when I was a younger person, like and even You're like Bob Newhart. <laughs> and even in my childhood and stuff. Because I did a lot of research looking up what are the top fifty TV shows of all time and all this kind of stuff to try to evaluate things in my list. Of what I had in my mind. Mm-hmm. And so it was really tough. And I still don't know. Again, I'm looking at this list and. Okay, just you can, let's get to it. It's hard. I got it. It's too hard. I don't know. Again, I'm trying, I'm postponing because I'm trying to make a decision. No, do it. I'm, I'm, I'm the, the, or I'm the waiter at the table going. I don't know. What's your order? Okay. So, uh, I'm going to go with the recent BBC Sherlock series with Benedict Cumberbatch. Okay. Interesting. As your number three? Mm-hmm. I saw it. I'm a little stunned that that would make your top three. My top three are all over the place. Again, this is, if you ask me this tomorrow, it'll be different answers. That's the problem. Okay. All right. That's an F. You get an F for your first choice. <laughs> You're not going to agree with any of my choices. It's fine. Okay. I was expecting you to say something like Bewitched or something, or like I Dream a Genie or something. No, I've got those on the list, but I don't know where to put them. Yeah, not on the top three. That's where you put them. Okay. I don't know. All right, so my number three, you're going to say it's a loophole. I'm going to argue that it's not, and I'm going to tell you why. My number three, Arrested Development. Why is that a loophole? 
Well, because it's only seasons one through three. Oh. Because then they went away, and then they decided to get the band back together like three or four years later. It still counts. And and they made a fourth season. I go, that fourth season doesn't count. Nope, it counts. It doesn't count. It counts. It's the name of the show. It counts. No, it ended. It ended. Nope. It didn't end. It did end. If I go buy the complete series on somewhere, DVD, Apple, whatever, it's going to have those four seasons. It's all there. I haven't seen them. I haven't seen those episodes. I'm just saying. It doesn't matter. No. The original run. Mm-mm-mm. That's my loophole. You can come at me, but I'm not going to. I'm going to say, nope. The fact that it ended for years, years it ended. So? They decided to do a money grab. Doesn't matter. And then they came back. It does. No, because the money grab is still there. That's what no, makes it bad. I, I, it doesn't matter. All right. Well, you're going to say it counts, and I'm going to say it doesn't. <sighs> At least it's not like I'm just like ignoring it. So it's not like Game of Thrones or Vikings or something. And you're like, it was great when Ragnar was on there. But then the last two years stunk. Yeah. Right. Those were part of the original run. That was part of the arc of the entire intended storyline. Yeah. And it had a moment in time where they go, ta-da, funny. That was it. Yeah. But guess what? Those were part of it, and those were garbage. So that's why I would never put Game of Thrones on there, despite that seasons one through four were amazing. Yeah, oh yeah. Six were garbage, right? That's why it didn't make the cut. Yeah. Rest development start, and it ended, and everybody tipped their cap, and they're like, "Thanks for coming." The end. So that's what it is. I'm I'm sticking by it. That's fine. It's illegitimate, but that's fine. You're number two. Let's go to your number two. Um, uh, X Files. Okay, I can't argue with that one. I love that show when I was a kid. I didn't even think about it, to be honest with you. See, this is one, though, they came back. Some of the came back wasn't great, but it was okay. I'm counting all of it. It was a serial show. The thing I liked about it was somehow it managed to maintain connected thread through all of them, but then still had all these off episodes that still fit the narrative. Yes. There's not a lot of shows, I think, that can do that or have done that since where it's either they have to continue this whole story or they're all off. Nothing's related at all. They did a really good job of that in that show, yeah. in that series of being able to bounce back and forth from things that were pertinent to this overall story and then things that weren't. I buy all that. I buy all that. That's where I'm at with that one. So the reason why a show like that wouldn't have made my list is because not once have I, I'm not saying that you didn't do this, but as much as I liked it, I've never once thought, I'm going to go back and rewatch all the X-Files. Hmm. That's not been my thing. I know. It's fine. I've done it. Several times because I own it. So, yeah. Yeah, Well, there you go. I'm not saying that people haven't. As much as I liked it, that was not, it didn't have that sort of appeal. Yeah, that's fair. But maybe it will. You just put it in my brain. And I'm like, why haven't I done that? I don't know. It's fair. It's fine. Okay. My number two, I had something down. I'm going to tell you what I had down as number two. And in fact, I'm rewatching it for the third time now. Mm -hmm. And this was back in the golden age of tv where each season had like 23 25 episodes yeah yeah like a ton of episodes yeah yeah yeah. so my and this is fake yeah i know you could bury me with these so i originally had west wing as my number two mm, yeah it was on my list and and like i said i'm re-watching it right now but the truth is is i go uh, it meets my criteria because all of these i've seen through more than once mm-hmm all of them have because I'll go, oh, there's nothing I don't really want to watch. I'm in between. This one always delivered. The one I decided to go with was the US version of The Office. Mm, okay. That's fair. Yeah. And I will tell you, the later episodes, they don't hold up like the. The last season is terrible. Yeah. There's no question about it. As soon as Steve Carell left, it's gone. Yep. Done. It changed all. It, it wasn't garbage. 
No, but it was, it was not the same. If all of them with Steve Carell, just what it was, they were all tens. It dropped to like a six and a four. Mm-hmm. Like I think there was like two years that he wasn't on. So those were disappointing. But overall, so many good episodes in that series. So many hilarious things that happen. Yeah. If I just go around and go parkour in my office and I bounce off the wall. Yeah. At least half the people will know that I'm referencing an office episode. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's the biggie right here. Number number one. Yeah, I know. I know. And you know what my number one is. I know. I know what your number one is. Um, and man, I can't. It's. You got to do it. Pull the bandaid off. Let's go. Well, because now I'm regretting my number three. Um, <laughs> Fair. Uh, that was a questionable number three. <laughs> I know. Because I forgot a show that I actually wanted to. That's a problem. When you watch too much TV, you forget stuff. Um, if I go with the thing of like the idea of if it ever comes up on television, even though I already own all of it, but if it shows up on TV and I start watching it, to me, that's sort of my measuring stick for movies as well. If a movie comes on TV, I've seen it a hundred times and I'll still watch it. It means something. Sure. So I think I'm going to, and again, this is mainly just how I am. It's going to be how I met your mother. Okay. You want to hear something funny about that show? Yeah. Haven't seen one episode of that series. That's fine. That's fine. That's not a commentary on if it's good or bad. I'm just saying, never watched it. It's funny is when I looked at the list of a lot of these top 50 shows, The Sopranos was the number one on a ton of them. Mm-hmm. I've never seen a single episode of The Sopranos. I thought about that. Or The Wire, or The Shield, or Oz, or any of those. None of them. I watched all those. And you know what? The Wire was amazing, but season two is such garbage. If anyone wants to watch it, I go, just skip season two because season one is amazing. You make it through like a third of season two and you're like, oh, it's so bad. And you give up on it. Yeah. You can cut that out of the entire story arc and it doesn't impact your ability to pick up at season three and and enjoy it. That's funny. Yes. But the reason I picked this one is, again, because I watch it all the time and this probably isn't. It'll just run in my house almost all the time. Interesting. It's sitcom. I mean, my whole list could have been sitcoms. Sure. Quite honestly, but I felt like that would be bad. So I had to spread it out. That people wouldn't take you seriously if all you had yeah, was sitcoms. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Or children's shows that I've watched thousands of times. The Wiggles season. <laughs> all the Wiggles. Yeah. The entire run of Teletubbies. That's right. <laughs> so that's it. Okay. I mean, it's lighthearted. It's easy. It's funny. The guy is an architect. So there's some funny jokes that, I, that they get really stereotypical about him being an architect that makes me laugh. Because sometimes I can relate. Sometimes I'm like, man, whoever wrote the show does not know an architect in their life. It's those kind of back and forth things that are funny. That's really probably it. Well, I'd say the main reason I know about that show is because the number of people ask me if that's my favorite show because it's got an architect in it. I was like, never seen it. That's not why it's my favorite show. No, I'm not saying it is, but like non-architects. Sure, sure. They're like, ooh, I watched this show and it's a good show and he's an architect. You must love that show. And I'm like, I've never seen that show before. And they look at me like, how could you not watch it? It's got an architect in it. I was like, well, chances are it's not right. So Yeah. I mean, parts of it are funny, though, because there's one episode where he gets asked to design a building that looks like a cowboy hat. And I'm like, yeah, I could see a client coming to do something stupid. Like, <laughs> you know? I mean, not my clients. They would never do that. So, Well, no, but I mean somebody. <laughs> okay, here we go. My number one was Breaking Bad. I know. I'm weird. Well, I know because that's what prompted this whole question. But the listeners, yeah. they don't know. I know. So I chose Breaking Bad just because it got better and better and better as it went along. It's been out a long time. So these are no spoilers. The two main characters, Walt and Jesse, 
you start off with Walt being such a good guy, high school teacher, like hard luck, taking care of his family, gets canceled, the whole thing. He got Jesse, dropout, loser, drug dealer, drug user. Like, they're the worst. By the time the series ends, you're like, Walt is the embodiment of the devil. And Jesse's like this nice, wholehearted, wholesome, caring, loving person. Interesting. The transition that they work from those two guys to get from one end to the other is mind-boggling. Hmm. You end up, and I always liked Walt, actually, as a character, because he went from like this milk toasty kind of guy, easy to bully, to being a pretty dangerous individual. His confidence about who he was and what he was capable, how that evolved, that show was crazy. Yeah, so that one was a, was a pretty easy one for me. But I will tell you, the big knock on that show, and this is what I said during our chat with our construction specialties buddy, was that some people think Better Call Saul is better because there's a better storyline to it. Because the reason why Walt did all these things is because of cancer. And then like he gets rid of cancer basically at the end of season one. Why didn't he just quit? There's no reason for him to do it. Mm -hmm. Like the whole premise kind of falls apart, mm -hmm. you know, kind of thing. And I was like, well, because he got a taste. He got a taste of what if, what could. That's what it is. I think those people are missing the whole point. But Yeah. I don't know. I mean, again, I thought it was a good show, but everybody seems to, to me, overrate the intensity of it, I guess. I mean, like the way you talked about it now and about how his whole, I was like, man, he didn't go far enough. He didn't get hard enough. He was not mean enough. That's why I'm like, eh, it's all right. Yeah, you're crazy on that. He ran over somebody with a car like a couple times. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, if you're really a bad dude, eh, it's not. I mean, there's more to it than that. That's kind of how that works, though. I think running over people with your car on purpose. Because he never got to Gus's level. And Gus was a bad dude. He beat Gus at being Gus. No, he didn't. He blew Gus up. I know he did. I know he did. But I don't it, Still. Gus wanted to get rid of Walt for like a season and a half. I know. And could not ever... Gus, as the master manipulator, tactician guy, could never outposition Walt. Yeah, but I don't think that was always due to Walt's brilliance. I think a lot of it was it was happenstance, some of it, I felt like. We don't there's no such thing as luck, Andrew. Mm, okay. You know, it's so. fair. It's fair. All right. <laughs> okay, so there's our list. As always, if you want to play along, just include your three in the comment section of the blog post on the website. I was gonna throw the last kingdom on there because I know you and I both really enjoy that show. Yeah, but you know what? I don't know if I ever finished uh, the last season. I, did. I started and I was like, what what is this? I lost interest like in the first episode. Interesting. Uhtred, son of Uhtred. And then like Criminal Minds, I watch a lot. Never seen it. Black Sails is a good one. Or the magicians. Never saw it. Then there's ones like Cheers and Mash and Frasier and Seinfeld and the Golden Girls, like the Wonder Years. Way back from when I was younger, it's like oh, uh, uh, all the they're all yeah. good. I mean, but I haven't seen half of those, but yeah. Oh, wow. I'm like, I never watched Golden Girls. I did. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> or like, I think recently, like Ted Lasso or Schitt's Creek. Those are really good. They were great. They were good. It's hard to say. Ted Lasso would probably be a top 10 yeah. for me. I mean, I almost put it on there. Seinfeld's another one. That was a hard one because start to end, I've never gone back and watched them all from beginning to end. Yeah. But- it's on all the time. And the number of times I just turn one on, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is a good one. Yeah. And I'll watch it. It happens. That's kind of how I am with Friends, too. It's like, yeah, 30 Rock or Big Bang. I never watched 30 Rock. Huh. Or Parks and Rec. Oh, yeah. That's another one. People are always surprised that I've never watched Parks and Rec. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's wrap it up. I think we're at a point where that's the end of the show. Uh, so much for making it nice and tidy. <laughs> Turns the length. Yeah, I know. So thank you for being with us today for episode 141. 
2023 Year of Palooza. Be sure to check out our friends, Construction Specialties. They're so focused on the importance of helping architects achieve their creative vision that they have created a CEU Academy with multiple courses concerning all aspects of design. These courses are each worth one AIA-LU or one IDCEC-CEU-HSW. It's a lot of letters. That's how amazing they are. Visiting MasteringMovement.net to take this and other courses. We'd also like to thank our media partners, Building Design and Construction, for their ongoing support of the Life of an Architect podcast. Want to get every new episode automatically downloaded? We're available on all major podcast platforms, so hit that subscribe button and you'll get notified every two weeks when we publish a fulfilling new episode. Mm. While you're there, please take a few moments to leave us a five-star That's a Wrap rating. To get even more content, head over to lifeofanarchitect.com for blog posts, links, and info about this essential episode and all the website has to offer. You can even add your voice and join the conversation. Thanks so much for tuning in. Take it easy, everybody. Cheers. Cheers.